Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a podcast produced by Anythink Libraries, where we share community stories and conversations to shine a light on personal and universal experiences. When people take a seat at the kitchen table, they're invited to join a friend, a family member, or even a stranger to make connections through conversation and story. Anythink Libraries is the public library that serves Adams County, Colorado, just north of Denver. We believe the library helps build community by creating opportunities for people to get to know each other, explore new ideas, and discover their passions. This episode of The Kitchen Table is all about family. Married couple Amitra and Carl sit down with their son, Kenrick, and Amitra's father, Richard. They discuss traditions, sing the Mickey Mouse Club theme song, and even touch on the depth of humanity. Take a listen. What commercial jingle or slogan do you remember from your childhood? Uh, Mickey Mouse Club. I remember the Mickey Mouse Club. And that, that really puts me way back. Because that ended in the early 60s, I think, the Mickey Mouse Club. It was only in the 50s. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Or is that a, is that a commercial? Well, it's this, it's an introduction to a show, so it's kind of like a commercial, right? I don't okay, know. close enough. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, probably others too, but that's all I could think of right there, not t- top of my head. So. What are the most important lessons you have learned in life? Uh, well, I've learned a lot right so far, and right now, humanity's humanity is usually can do some good things, but a lot of bad things, like a lot, a lot of bad things, but some pretty pretty decent things so uh i think that's pretty important to know what was your library like uh when you were growing up well when it, when we lived in uh up in the mountains in Fairplay, uh they they turned the old courthouse uh into a library and uh it's it the courthouse is famous too because it was the uh site of uh, uh the court that never adjourned it was called the court that never adjourned and what had happened in the old days Fairplay was an old gold mining town they had a guy um, who was being tried for murder, and the judge was going to let him go. And the jury and the, and the, and the um, spectators all rose up and um, said no way, and they hung him from right outside the window of the second story. The judge left without ever adjourning the court. <laughs> so it was called the courtroom that never adjourned. Anyway, it got turned into the Fair Play uh, Library. I, I wrote for the Fair Play Flume for a while, which was the newspaper up there. And it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. What time we had there? I mean, it was it's brutal climate, um, especially in the winter. But uh, they have the uh, ground blizzards and all. So a lot of interesting stuff goes on there too. A lot of uh, uh, I don't know. You, you see, if you see the the uh, show South Park, it supposedly is based there. South Park City's in Fair Play. So and and uh, South Park Elementary, where Amitra actually went to school. They changed the name because they hated the show so much. <laughs> it had been South Park Elementary. <laughs> they t- changed it to Edith Teeter, named it after some teacher. And South Park had the poor taste to make fun of her, this lady, this old, old teacher that died on a, on a show later on. So when you were growing up in Fair Play, mm-hmm. what did your parents cook for you that you liked the most? See, my mom asked me that once because she wanted to make a cookbook. Mm-hmm. Um, before she she passed um, to pass on all her favorite recipes, um, 
and and I told her this, and she I told her that my that my favorite thing was when she made that um, rice uh, Spanish rice with uh, hamburger and lots and lots of cheese. And she just kind of gave me a kind of glare because I think it was just she didn't like it. or so, I don't know if it, she didn't like it or she just thought it was like her cheap meal right. or what. But I, it was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> my mom made an impossible Mexican casserole, which was kind of the same thing. It was a cheap meal that she could throw together that was like Spanish rice and corn mm-hmm. and hamburger. And, yeah. yeah, it was really yum. Mm-hmm. But I guess it wasn't what she was thinking of when she was making her recipe book. I also remember she used to make me um, pierogies as a a once a year treat. Um, And that recipe got handed down through her grandmother. But I think it's interesting because I think that the pierogies weren't, because I've gone to the store and I've gotten pierogies like that are pre-made and they're nothing like the pierogies my mom made. So I think that the recipe got, changed a bit when my grandmother married my grandfather who was from Ireland mm-hmm. and so the the um, Lithuanian recipe that she had got mashed with uh, Irish stuff and so it, it, it became this kind of mishmash which was actually really yum mm-hmm. um, it was like uh, uh, the pierogi outside but then there's like cabbage and bacon on the inside and whenever I go to the stores or whatever or restaurants and try to get pierogi, it's always just potato and cheese. Mm. And it's not at all anything like it. Mm. Um, let's see. What sort of uh, holiday traditions have you guys carried throughout your families? Do you have a few? Um, well, let's see. For Christmas, we put up the tree in, uh, we're supposed to put it up right after Thanksgiving. And it's supposed to be up until New Year's Eve. And then it's supposed to come down at New Year's Eve so it doesn't, the old tree doesn't go into the new year um, because that's bad luck. You need to, to let the new come in. Um, and uh, we keep holiday um, ornaments that are homemade. Those are treasured and kept on the tree every year. Um, and those are the ones that are the, the most important, are the ones that have some kind of memory or are homemade somehow. The, the ones that you just buy from the store just aren't the same. You can, right. <laughs> you can replace them. You can replace them. Right. But, like, I, uh, my son has a handprint. We have a handprint when he was just, you know, a baby. His first Christmas. His so. first Christmas. And we put that up on the tree every year. And he groans every year because mm-hmm. <laughs> he thinks it's just so babyish. <laughs> right. See, our, our family traditions, I think the biggest one is um, being my dad owned his own business and stuff was not to be a slave to the it's on this day and sometimes we would have our Christmas two or three days later just because it it made more sense for us to sit down and spend more time with each other and now that we're uh, our own independent family I find her you know when we're going to your mom's house your dad's house or whatever you know on one day and then having someone over and going over another house the other day we kind of spread our Christmas out and have little bits of it all over the place and that kind of reminds me how we did things you know where our Christmas wasn't just one day, it was kind of the whole season spread out a little bit at a time. So. Um, we kept up Santa Claus, for sure, um, with my son. 
until he figured it out on his own. Um, Did you figure that out? (laughs) 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 Yeah, we we added Rudolph as something. Oh, yeah. That that wasn't in my family's tradition. That was just something brand new for our family. Rudolph gave him a special present that was in his room and not under the tree. Had a little hoof print on the gift tag and everything. That was fun. If you could, if you can, either one of you can answer this, but if you can go back and tell your younger self something or give your younger self advice, what would you have said to yourself? Hmm. I think I would have told myself not to get a college degree a trade school degree instead <laughs> I don't I don't feel like I got much value out of my college degree and I'm sure spent a lot of money on it hmm. what do you warned yourself off the Navy well so that's the thing though right <laughs> is that if I changed something that I did in the past I wouldn't be here right you'd be something we're slightly and, and I really like where I am I like I like being this family and so if I changed something back then where would I be now? Um, I mean, yeah, there's mistakes I made, but they all made me who I am. <laughs> um, so, like, if I went back in time and told myself to study better and taught myself how to study so that I could do, get better grades, um, where would I be now? If I had not joined the Navy, even though I didn't like it, it got me a lot of being in the Navy, having been in the Navy has really helped me with getting jobs and getting places and I learned a lot Uh, so I think my mistakes made me who I am so even though there's things that I could wear myself off of and tell myself to do better I don't think I would Hmm. the story of uh, how you know you and mom (laughs) met and got together and everything so we I were, got we some were, of that from mom, of course, uh-huh. and I'd love to get it from you too. Well, we were we were hippies, and she was living in a commune that was based on the um, uh, stranger in a strange land. So I mean, it was very it was very you know hippieish. You know, I mean, we were we were younger hippies. There were older hippies. You know, we were we were one of the youngest groups of hippies. But just and uh, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go into all that. No, right? I understand. I just yeah. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, yeah. So uh, it's that's kind of crazy that's, times. Yeah, we, yeah, and then we um, moved first to um, uh, the, the commune broke down. Al- almost all the communes failed eventually. You know, um, I think there there may be one or two out there still. I don't know. Um, the Drop City was a big one in Trinidad, Colorado, with with geodesic domes and stuff. But th- this was an inner city thing. So, and they all eventually failed. It seems like. Uh, a few hang on forever, like the Oneida community, and uh, mm-hmm. but they were based uh, religiously based communes can can survive. Once where everybody is, you know, believes whatever they want, you know, uh, probably uh, <laughs> it's probably they probably uh, don't last long. But anyway, we moved to Louisiana, then moved to Nevada, then moved to California. You were born in California, and. Came back to Colorado. 
but uh, okay, that's that's where we got divorced. It was right after Fair Play that your mom and I got divorced. So it was she moved out of Fair Play. She that the reason we moved to Fair Play in the first place was she was she was uh, uh, got a job as a nurse there at the hospital, which no longer exists there. I think it's just a urgent care center or something there. They used to have a nursing home there and everything too, but it's like a lot of the rural hospitals uh, fell on kind of hard times. So anyway, so. Then, like four years later, I met my second ex. So I don't know what uh, any what 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 else you know. Is there anything else that uh, we were you know we yeah. were we were pretty crazy kids. I uh, I was actually uh, a member of a white um, group that supported the Black Panthers, the original Black Panthers in the Oakland Berkeley area. Uh, went to. Uh, Movies with Huey Newton. I don't know if you know who Huey Newton is. He's one of the founders of the Black Panthers. And uh, Bobby Seale was another one. I didn't know him, but uh, Huey. Uh, it, it, it was yeah. It was very different different times. And Berkeley was was wild. Berkeley was a wild town. Who's had the biggest influence on your life? Who? Huh. Like hmm. in your personal life, and then I kind of am curious about. Like in terms of like uh, philosophy or something. Like yeah, uh, like uh, like you know, big names, small names, and big names. Like somebody personal to you, and then somebody like uh, that but, everybody would have heard. Well, of. my dad had a lot of influence on me, um, and my grandfather too. Uh, so, um, like Abby Hoffman or Martin Luther well, King. Um, Martin Luther King was a very interesting uh, person. Um, I didn't know him personally, but uh, he was—he was. A lot of people don't know he was one of the earliest uh, leaders in the anti-war movement as well as the civil rights movement. So, um, uh, didn't know him personally. My uncle did. My uncle Rich knew him, but uh, and he, he big influence. Yeah, talk about big influences. Yeah, my uncle Rich. Uh, I was I was going to volunteer for Vietnam and uh, and uh, we went up for Thanksgiving up to uh, the college where Uncle Rich was the chaplain and there were three of us um, that were you know pro-war at the time Uncle Rich was the only anti-war guy and the three of us had a debate with him and he won he won the debate easy uh, and and knew what he was talking about and so it totally changed my mind about uh, volunteering for Vietnam. <laughs> So, anyway, yeah. So that was that was a big influence. Probably changed the course of my life. Some I mean, could have. Uh, I had friends that died in Vietnam. Bill Blewett uh, was a guy. His his name is on the wall. Uh, so that was high school in Pennsylvania, and uh, we, um, Bill, Keith, Pater, and I, locked our geometry teacher in a closet, and so. <laughs> we we got in lots of trouble. We, we you you know, uh, we, <coughs> uh, and and uh, for some reason they thought Bill was the ringleader, so he got the worst punishment. Um, but he then said, you know, he he got he uh, we was, we did so many detentions. He said uh, he says I'm quitting school. I'm going to join the Marines because I'm tired of people telling me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be funny if he hadn't died in Vietnam about six yeah. weeks later. So, anyway, yeah. 
So what did grandma used to cook for you that you used to love? Oh, well, I, you know, she did the Spanish rice too. You know, she did okay. all, Spanish rice also. Um, yeah, Spanish, the, the Spanish rice was good. Um, she, she did a, a thing with noodles and uh, hamburger too, which, you know, so that was good. Um, I think I got spoiled when I, my second ex was a gourmet cook, you know. And she, she could, you know, she could probably be a chef, you know, in places in France and stuff. So, what anyway. What did she make? Huh? What was your favorite meal that she made? Oh, she's, she made this Chinese um, uh, dish that was really good um, with, like, the chicken and the vegetables, and she used the wok and the whole nine yards. Yes, that was really good. Uh, she could do just about anything. She'd, um, she'd, she did good Italian. She did good Mexican food. Uh, uh, yeah, she could, and, and the thing is, she, she varied it, and like I said, I gained a lot of weight. I was mm-hmm. heaviest I've ever been. I was 215 pounds, and I've lost like 50 pounds since, but anyway, it wasn't, it was probably not good for my heart, though, so. Because okay. everything she made was, you know, r- delicious, which meant it had a lot of fat in it, probably. <laughs> Any, anything else? And you got, you got um, oh, you're gonna do a, <laughs> do a card here. <laughs> so this is a good, I think, a pretty good overall kind of question. That's what are the most important lessons you've learned in life? Oh, well, staying flexible, um, flexibility uh, uh, is real important because things can change. I mean, the the, the um, uh, one of the great rules in the universe is that everything everything changes, and so you can't. Um, you can't get static. You gotta be flexible. Okay. So that that's important. The other thing is, you know, um, uh, you feel better, you know, if you try to do something, you know, constructive and good, and uh, you know, for for other people. So uh, that, you know, that's uh, that that's you know that that's a, as good a blessing to you as it is to uh, them. So. Uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't pr- avoid pride. I guess avoid because uh, you know if you start you know thinking that you know you're hot stuff, you're gonna uh, things are gonna fall apart for you. So at some point, so I guess that's uh, well, what I can think of right now. Anyway, and always keep learning. Always keep learning. Always keep uh, curious. Um, Exercise, you know, you gotta, uh, gotta, physical exercise is important. That was Amitra, Carl, Kenrick, and Richard, recorded in November 2018 at Anything Right Farms in Thornton, Colorado. Hear more stories like this in other episodes of The Kitchen Table, which you can find on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more about The Kitchen Table and Anything by visiting anythinklibraries.org. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Email us at ithink at anythinklibraries.org or say hello on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thanks for listening.